All right, friends, family, team, it is season 11, episode 12 of the Washed Up Podcast, and we got another guest for you, Brady. Come on. Oh! Tim Chanelia. Thank you. Tim Chanelia. <laughs> Do it again. I just got back from One Italy, so it's all Chanelia. Very good. Did I nail you? it? You killed it, honestly. Yeah, better than, that's how my family should pronounce it. Perfect. <laughs> um, all right, so we got Tim's interview to start us off right after the intro. Then we'll get into a little NFL, some MLB playoffs, and um, maybe talk about how cool Connor Bedard is again. Very maybe. Good. We'll see. Um, and then wherever the win takes us, because the Aces obviously won the WNBA championship, um, but that was written in the stars. Sorry, Brady. Liberty in five. <laughs> it's the Washed Up Podcast. For the love of God, come on, please. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the all right ladies gentlemen friends family team welcome back to another episode um tim welcome to washed up it's Thank a pleasure you. to have you thanks for having me uh, before welcome, we, welcome, welcome. yeah, before we get into you as a, a comedy person in Chicago and you outside of Washed Up, we do have some Washed Up questions for you. Amazing. How tall are you? I'm five foot nine. Fuck. I'm in that same boat, and yeah. I don't know what to do with the five foot nine to five foot ten range. When anybody tells me that they're six foot or over six foot, I'm, I give them the Brady's bump up. <laughs> and I give them a couple inches because you can't tell from six one to six five. You just can't. I mean, other people maybe, but I'm right there with you. I'm about five nine. They're gonna know. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Special occasion, five eleven. Cool. I'll take it. It's my brother's height. He's a lot more athletic than me. So, well, so he I, should be on the pod instead. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and that was this week's episode. All right, Tim, get out of here. He's better at sports. He's All right. So fun. now this is my favorite question, and you can take this however you want. So think about it if you have to. Have you ever dunked? On an like eight and a half foot foot there hoop, we, then yes. That's, <laughs> that, see, that's where I just go, depending on how you feel about answering, you just go, yes. Yes, I have. Okay, and then we're going to be the asshole say, was it on a 10-foot rim? <laughs> <laughs> just setting up for it's failure there. It's a bump there. set spike. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you feel? How, even on an eight and a half. Oh, it's amazing. We had one. We had the adjustable one in the driveway growing up. Oh. That was the best. Sometimes we put the trampoline outside, get a little extra air. Oh, my God. That sounds like heaven. It was, it was dope. You it, never see kids doing that these days. Yeah, that's like a problem. Like the trampoline in, the mini little trampoline out into the driveway, seeing how high they can dunk everybody's talking about like politics and the way kids are raised like that that's not the problem there's not enough kids dunking on mini hoops exactly that made me who i am (laughs) dude that's the sole reason i can dunk speaking of that it's kind of exactly who i am like people look at me and they're like that guy probably enjoys dunking on mini hoops and and they'd be be exactly right dude if you still had or needed dating apps (laughs) Dude, that was the worst part about it is 
I thank God, and I'm not trying to brag, I never had to take any of them seriously. Yeah. But that's exactly what my bios would be. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, loves dunking on, or has never <laughs> dunked on 10 foot, but loved dunking on eight and a half and sit on my face. <laughs> <laughs> that other part my friend wrote for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. Just like when my friend texted my crush and said, do you want to go out? <laughs> How? Sorry, that was James. I... I have a confession to make before we ask you our last washed up question. I did that forever. Oh, all the time. I never stopped doing that. <laughs> I am yeah. just I'm so fearful of rejection. <laughs> <laughs> Need the out. That was the that was the move on like AIM. Like, oh, my brother got to yeah, my yeah. Oh. <laughs> But my thing, I was so scared and so insecure that I would do it before the response. <laughs> yeah, right away. Yeah, Wait. and just just hope this girl is just like, oh, I was gonna say yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> it is nice of you to give her the out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't waste it. She doesn't have to worry about how I am the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> After rejecting me. Uh, third and final washed up question. It's pretty simple and standard. Are you washed up? Um, oh, man. Um, I feel like I'm kind of more on the come up than anything. Hell yeah. I, Perfect. I, I, not to be like, that makes me sound so like, yeah, oh, you're I, I don't know. prick. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I should have started with this. We told Brad this last week too. This is your opportunity to throw all of your humbleness out of the way. We're interviewing you for a reason. We want to hear about what's going good and what's coming. Cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I've been doing this comedy thing for, uh, I don't know, a little over five years now, and it's finally starting to, uh, you know, have some actual legs and some really cool things are happening. So it's like, yeah, it just feels like there's a lot ahead of me more so than a lot behind me. So hell yeah. But in other ways, I'm definitely washed up. I was never good at sports, so I was just <laughs> always a washed up athlete. Perfect. So. I can spin this into you being washed up because we're changing the narrative into uh, the definition of washed up is no longer useful or successful. We're spinning that into finding your next use. Mm. So you are washed up because you weren't an athlete. You've now gone to comedy. Exactly. It's, it's your exactly second use. Yeah. Yep. That's actually like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. It's like we're trying to do it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I forgot whose team I was on. <laughs> uh, um, before we get to your comedy real quick, where are you from in the Chicago? Uh, I grew up in Park Ridge, so I went to Maine South. Okay, because I was watching some of your videos, which we'll get into, and you have the accent down pat, <laughs> and I didn't know if you had a little bit of it. You got it still. Like, you you only have to turn it up a little bit. Yeah. Like, someone from California would have to turn it up a lot to get mm -hmm. to a Chicago accent. You already have it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I, I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. <laughs> Been a lot of been around a lot of union workers, eh? Dude, of course. That's, that's what it is. And yeah. it's so weird because, like, my cousins are from New York and they would always be like, You have an accent. It's so weird that I've only heard it now because of like interviewing people who are from around here. And I'm like, Fuck, we do sound different. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And yeah. ours is the best. Like, oh, it's not it. even fucking close. It's, it's, yeah, I, I love the Chicago accent. It's, yeah, obviously, favorite one. Biased, but. I could find pet peeves with every other accent. Yeah. I feel like we just talk normal. That's what I'm saying. Which is like, yeah, our accent is actually the, it's the largest or the biggest vowel shift in the English language ever. 
like what we say with our ass and everything yeah. like that is I, I just watched a whole video about it like how we, we it just doesn't make a lot of sense but <laughs> it's really cool because yeah. nobody else can say that like that shit isn't even happening like other English speaking places <laughs> in the world it's only happening like in the Midwest and specifically in Chicago so, so built different yeah seriously <laughs> there is too, too many vowels to choose from oh huh? man um so we will start with the comedy, obviously, and I, I know my personal route on how you get into certain, like I started improv, which gave me the confidence to go into different aspects. You obviously have done improv. Uh, we took an acting class together, which is how we got introduced, but we don't really know each other's route very well. What was the order of operations of comedy for you? Yeah. Um, so honestly, it started like probably like if we really want to go all the way back, it was probably Snapchat. <laughs> I, was, I was never like the I never saw myself as like the funny guy or yeah. like a- anything like that. I always had a lot of interest in it, but like I was just not. I didn't have like the confidence to put myself out there. Same. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> really nerve wracking. Like especially when you come through a like a, a home that like is like you're gonna play sports and that's the only option you have. Mm-hmm. It's like you're never thinking about like getting up on stage and making people laugh. Although I always loved the idea. Um, I remember when like Snapchat first came out. I didn't really use it that much, and people were like oh, like I'm talking to my significant other or my friends every day on it. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. It sounds kind of like taxing. Yeah. (laughs) So I didn't use it for a while. And then like, yeah, I I graduated college in like 2015. So um, around then I started just like making dumb characters and like sending them to like us, like 40 people (laughs) and getting some like good feedback. And I'm like, that was hilarious. And I just do like stupid characters and like, it would just be dumb. People would really like it. So then I was like, all right, well, maybe I can put them on. Like the, then the snap stories came out in like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. So I started posting them there and like, you know, your snap story gets to even more people. And some people it's like, oh, I have your number, but I don't really talk to you. And like some of those people would even yeah. be like, that's really funny. Like still didn't think anything of it. I'm like, people are just being nice, whatever. Um, and then actually when I was living up in Milwaukee, I, I really just didn't like where my life was at. I hated my job. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things not going my way. And there was an improv class that was starting like the next day. And I was just like at work, like borderline crying at my desk. <laughs> yeah. Just like, this is awful. Milwaukee does that to you. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> no, it, it's like, um, so I, I didn't tell anybody except for my roommate at the time who I had met on Reddit. So he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is a perfect <laughs> comedian origin story. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't tell anybody because like I was like so nervous. Like I said, like it, I didn't see myself as this person who got on stage and made people laugh or right. anything. So like I did like I remember being like in a and I was in like a really bad place in my life. And I remember Mm -hmm. doing that improv class and, um, you know, forgetting about all like the bad shit that I was thinking about in my life, like constantly for like the three hours that that class took. And I got out of that class. I was like, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. And like, that was just like the, I had like just this 
huge sense of joy and like it, it just felt like like you know that one episode of Spongebob where they're like <laughs> what do you want to do today I don't know what do you want to do today <laughs> Patrick has that like I know what I want to do today that was like me but like for my whole entire life yeah so, um yeah so it really went from there again didn't tell anybody um that I was doing it even after the class ended still didn't tell anybody and then I ended up getting fired from that job justifiably Good. honestly Good. but like my first thought was like okay cool like I can move back to Chicago now and start doing improv and start doing comedy here where the scene is one of the biggest in the entire world. So it was like, all right, yeah, that really lined up. And then I was finally like, okay, I like, you know, I took a class, like I can start telling people that I'm doing this now. And that's when kind of the videos started. Cause then I, during that, that improv class, I got the confidence to be like, all right, I'm going to start putting this on my Instagram story. Mm -hmm. So it's even more people. Permanent. Yeah. And then like even more of those random people that like, I don't really keep up with were like, that's hilarious. And like, I haven't talked to you in half a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there I was like, okay, I'm going to start like making videos to post on like my main and do that. And then at the same time I was taking improv classes, taking, um, sketch writing classes and just like really get in, getting into it. And that was probably, that all happened about five years ago, almost to the date. I, I think I started at second city, like October 19th of 2018 or something like that. So oh, yeah, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so it, it kind of just like everything just keeps snowballing from there because then it's like oh like I never thought of myself as an actor but now I guess I'm kind of doing that because I'm making up shit on stage and like putting on a performance and I'm doing it like on my phone like how far am I really from like acting so then I really started getting getting into that um probably like two and a half years ago um I think you've worked as an extra before yeah 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 yeah. so I I was doing that for um about a year um and then I ended up getting like signed with an agency and at that point they usually don't want you working as an extra just because like if you're going to be on a show if you've if you had been on the show as an extra the mm-hmm. likelihood that you get casted is significantly less because like you've already done the show. So, right. um, started getting into that, took acting classes, met Pat over here and, uh, yeah, we're just continuing to work at it. Um, I got some pretty big things lined up and yeah, that, that's kind of, Oh, you're what- going to self promote on our show. Please, <laughs> dude. Dude, that's, that's fucking awesome because I'm sure for you that day that it happened, it all happened so naturally. And you were just like, okay, we're springing from here. But in my ears, I'm like, dude, that takes a lot of fucking guts. It takes a lot of balls. And I don't know if I could ever do it. And I think when it happens for you, like I'm saying, and it happens naturally, you don't see it as that, but you should take a lot of pride in that because you took a huge chance. Well, thanks. Yeah, man. It's, it's, thank you for saying that. It's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy to look back at it and like, yeah, um, understand like who I was at that time and what I was going through and what I'm like, what I've grown into. It's just like, it's yeah. crazy to 
to look back at it like that. Yeah. Now let's focus on your failures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just going to say, it's a good teaching point for people. Even when you're at rock bottom, you got to get there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So start looking for failures. <laughs> Sorry. That's so funny. I can talk about every time I've bombed an improv. <laughs> it's so easy to bomb an improv. Oh man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I remember. So you've probably had like when you tried actively to be funny and improv is when it goes horribly, horribly wrong. Yep. For sure. When you do the regular rigmarole, like you mime washing a dish, people lose their fucking mind. <laughs> exactly. exactly. He's right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. I wash dishes exactly like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if he was like, oh, I'm just going to break this plate. I'm just going to break this plate. It's like, shut up, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody that's, wants to hear your Australian accent. Like nobody's <laughs> trying to hear that. Yeah. No. That's why yeah. when you started talking about Snapchat, I was like, social media actually is really good for something because you two are actually funny. I'm an idiot funny. <laughs> like it separates the two. Like I could walk into a classroom and be like, this crayon is green when it's blue and people lose their mind. And then you guys are like, that's not fucking funny at all. <laughs> and then you guys have that outlet. So there's two ways for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Um, so, Obviously, your reels and your TikTok have been leading for you right now in your comedic uh, adventure. Yeah, um, I, I would say right now it's about uh, like a tie with um, like doing all that stuff. The same, a lot of the same characters. Some of uh, some of them are a little bit different, but I've been mm -hmm. doing them more like live on stage. Like I'll open for improv teams and do like eight to ten minutes of like you know, two to three different characters. Um, oh, nice. And I've, I've been finding that I, I really enjoy that a lot more, uh, especially recently. It just, you know, as much as like having a video do really well on TikTok or Instagram or wherever it is, YouTube, like it's awesome and it feels great. And like, you know, I, I put a good amount of work into each one, you know, you're writing everything and like they, they do take a while. Um, and I feel like right when like TikTok came out and maybe right when like reels were a thing, um, I was getting like a good amount of traction on my stuff. Like I, I, I don't need like every video to do a hundred thousand, but like, you know, I was getting like, Oh, this one did like 5,000 views. Yeah. I have less followers than that. Like that's yeah. cool for me. 5,000 people seeing like my work. That's amazing. But I, it feels like in the past maybe eight months or so, like, I don't know what's going on with their side of social media, but like, just seems like a lot of the stuff isn't like pushed as much. Mm -hmm. And like, it just gets frustrating. Cause like you're putting all this work in and then like, you feel like shit about yourself as a comedian. Cause you're like, well, nobody liked that. And then like, you look at some of like the analytics, it's like, Oh, it's just cause it wasn't pushed out. Like some other videos were. Yeah. So like, you know, I'll, I'll spend some like days at a time, like being so hard on myself being like, Oh, that didn't do well. What am I doing? Like, and you're just like, spinning your wheels for no reason and with the live stuff you can do a lot more with it because like you know you're in front of a crowd so you yeah. can get a lot more physical with it um yeah you can do some other things that are different from video and you get that immediate like when you get an entire room of people laughing like nothing beats that like oh yeah i would rather like it i'd rather perform in front of a group of like 25 people and you know i'm killing in front of them than get like a hundred thousand view video just because it's like 
it just you yeah you you have such like a buzz after that happening it's great because it's like immediate yeah it's feedback. selfish yeah it's narcissistic exactly it's beautiful exactly it's, it's exactly what you need immediate reassurance yes immediate mm-hmm. I have two things on that one yeah. probably how I imagine how dunking feels is probably how that feels <laughs> yeah that's what, then, that's how I like to think of it number two which I think I do think things are changing but I listen to a lot of comedians talk because I just love it I love mm-hmm. it so yeah. much what's better than fucking laughing they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. They'd rather perform in a small room. And unfortunately at, at the moment, but I think it is going to change. Everybody's getting all this mash it, like you said, push to them. So they are kind of being told what is funny. Exactly. But again, with comedy, with the comeback that it's making right now, I think that will change over time. I, yeah, I'm very confident in that as well. I just think, yeah, like the, whatever the TikTok algorithm and Instagram algorithms are doing, it's like, this is the same thing. It's like, why is this getting so much attention? Like, I understand it worked once and like from a business perspective, it's like, yeah, we're going to shoot people to this page so we can advertise more. Like I get it, but also it doesn't like the reason why that person got big is because you allowed that first video Mm -hmm. to blow up. So how are you going to get other creators involved if you know, you're not, pushing their content. So. Yeah. And this is the part of comedy that I hate the most. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to deal with this stuff. Yeah. I just want to be funny and, you know, do my solo stuff, work on sketch comedy with people. Like that's what I want to do. And so I'm, I, I have been not necessarily removing myself from the online stuff. If I feel like, like the Chicago dad ones, I'll like, yeah. that's a great TikTok <laughs> character. I love doing that one. So like, if I think of one, I just throw it up and yeah. I don't care how it does. Seamless. Yeah. I, I like it. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I think I used to be like, Oh, I need to release something like once a week. And I'm like, uh, if I think of something that I think can be okay, I'll throw it up. If not, I'll save it for like the stage. So, yeah. yeah. Um, while you're doing your solo, while you open or whatever it is, do you categorize it as like you're doing a stand up set or do you categorize it as you're part of this improv show and, you're loosening up the crowd. Like, how do you go about that mentally? My friend, that's the bane of my comedy. Existence. <laughs> Everybody comes up to me and I've just been like, as people are like, so how's your standup going? And I've told these people a million times, like, I don't do standup. Yeah. You also don't want to be that person. That right. Like, like you are actively interested in what I'm doing and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So it's just like when people are, how's your standup going? I'm like, it's, it's going great. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I would say, yeah, I do like, just character pieces, yeah. I guess is what it would be. And there's like a decent community in Chicago and then really big communities in both New York and, and LA for it. Um, but yeah, that like, it's not something that I could go to a stand up open mic and do because they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Like, this is not what we're here for. You fucking theater kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's what, <laughs> and that's where I was getting, cause I, I didn't think of you as a stand up comic, but when you're up there on stage by yourself, the first initial thought of everybody is, oh, he's just doing stand-up comedy. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's it's a weird thing to be in that I just got to deal with forever. Yeah. It's just like, ah, oh, it's not really stand-up. Yeah. But like, I'm, you know. I'm glad you answered how you did because I was going to be like, <laughs> okay, we can call it stand-up <laughs> if you want. <laughs> like we, but it's cool. I mean, anytime you can be on stage and- as somebody who attempted stand up and you're on stage by yourself, getting a laugh only solo due to you is that incredible, 
endorphin release, adrenaline. Like you're like, I'm going to take on the world. And by the world, I mean, 19 tequila shots afterwards. A hundred percent. Like you said, it's like dunking. Like yeah. it's, 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 I've never done it on a 10 foot rim. I, I, that is the closest thing that I have to dunking is making a bunch of people laugh. Right. And I, like I said, I listen to a lot of comedians and I'm not taking away from the profession whatsoever. Being funny is hard and consistently being as funny as you are is hard, but it seems like the greatest, easiest job job on paper. I listen to a lot of right. Shane Gillis and a lot of Bobby Lee and yep. both of them are like, yeah, wake up at like two 30. <laughs> and then I go on stage at like 10, go to bed at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. But it's like, when you have it, you have it. Exactly. Yeah. And they, both those guys put in like so much work. Right. From like, of course. You know, age 20 to age 40 or however That's old they the are. That's the biggest yeah. part of it, which is why I'm, yeah. I am an awful, awful the worst maybe sore loser of all time. <laughs> you have to go through that suck is oh what I God, hear yeah. and what I see. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do that. And I envy anybody who can. Yeah. And it really comes in waves. It's like, yeah, you know, you're killing it and you're on top of the world. And then <laughs> all of a sudden there's like three weeks of like bad shows. And you know, it's, it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like you said, you're doing what you love. It's so true. yeah, that's a pretty great feeling. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. But you, you suffer in silence in the world of comedy for so God, you're in a basement. Yeah. Like legit, like my first show ever being on stage was in a basement. Like you start so low Mm -hmm. in this industry and you get a glimpse of it and you're like, okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you like dive into it so much more and then you get hit with like, oh God, this was a terrible choice. (laughs) And it's this undying roller coaster of just strict ups and downs. Yeah. Just like any mm-hmm. other career. But yeah. that's why I said the origin story being from such a bad place is, is like most comedians because you have to be able to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be mentally tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your mental illness? <laughs> uh, let's riddle them all. Anxiety, depression. I don't want to wake up. I don't want to go to sleep. Um, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> you got so, a future. Yeah, right? <laughs> so um, we talked about stage. Um, I know you also write. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you put your ranking of like favorite aspects that you do currently? Oh, that's a good question. Um, right now, it's probably the top thing would be performing characters. Mm-hmm. Um Right below that would be like just below that would probably be performing improv live. I'm on like a lot of different improv teams at this point, and like <laughs> a lot of them are very solid. So like we've been having really good shows recently because, like you said, it's really easy to bomb in improv, and you do that so much when you start off. But I've been doing it long enough, and I do it with people who've been doing it at least as long as I have. So like we can put together a pretty good show, and like it's 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 a lot of fun. Like the collabor the collaboration's great. Um, after that, I'd probably say, um, writing in general, like I'll, I'll Cause you have to, yeah, just about every aspect of comedy. You're sitting down trying to think of things. Yes. So yeah, like, like writing sketches, writing, I've been writing a lot of characters for, um, stage recently. Um, but then sometimes I'll write like every 
once in a while I'm like, I'm going to take a crack at something bigger. And sometimes I'll write like, uh, like a, a, a TV pilot or like mm-hmm. a mini series or something like that. And it's something I want to do one day, but like, that's one of those things that's like, I feel like there's a lot more for me to do in the spaces that I've already seen some success before I, you know, take that leap. So yeah. I got something to put in your brain. So if you just, if you just stumble upon some time to write down a TV series, it's, it's every day of the week. Is oh dr- yeah. We're is, getting Tim in on this. Great. Is, we is, should have asked Brad about it too. Damn. Yeah. But Brad can listen to this. Brad. Then, <laughs> we get everybody loosely attached. Yeah. <laughs> Every day of the week is a drink. So like Sunday is like water and or Pedialyte. You mm-hmm. can switch off Sunday and Monday. And then Saturday is a vodka Red Bull. Friday is a glass of wine. And then they all live on the same street. Everybody hates Saturday because he's just having <laughs> bangers after bangers. And then that's kind of as far as I've gotten. Yeah, we're working through it. So um, we don't know. Obviously, each day of the week will take place at that day's house mm-hmm. and that drinks house. That's a really fun idea. I like that a lot. Actually, that's, that's really cool. Are you just saying that? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm like my wheel. that's, that got everything spinning. And are you like, would it be for like a show, like kind of like a web series? I think or? it would be it a anim- seven yeah. episode season. Yeah. An animated. Yeah. Where we would voice the characters yeah. and it would be an animated, like, yeah, seven episode seasons for as many seasons as we I envision it as like there. you put family guy and the adult show yeah together because <laughs> all I do is envision the street that Peter and them live on yeah and then it's like obviously the fries are a character in the show but it's going to be like a martini or a vodka red bull <laughs> yeah and they're so like bag. poorly drawn <laughs> yeah. they're like abstract draw characters of yeah. like drinks <laughs> no that's really cool all right that's you're like in a, all right that's yeah. dope. you should yeah. definitely follow that if you need help writing it i'd be happy to to help yes. out in any capacity yeah i'm an idea guy i'm not really <laughs> a, i'm not an engineer Brady, brady's like the biggest hands-off director of all time yeah. <laughs> i want all of the money <laughs> But yeah, um, you know what? Me and Tim are going on strike. Yeah, oh, fuck <laughs> we already are. Well, I'm such a simpleton. I'm in too. <laughs> that hurts you. Oh, well, I ride for my guys. But um, speaking of like vodka Red Bull being a Saturday, we were speaking a little bit about this earlier. I'm doing sober October and I was like, I'm almost done. I'm a saint. I'm doing big things. <laughs> and then you come in and you're like, oh, I'm going on six months. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, first off, that's amazing that you're doing it. Like at all. That's, that's, <laughs> thank you. That's, that's all I was dope. looking for is gratification. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, I, I used to do like the sober January. I did that like four years in a row. And then, um, yeah, last year I did like just about, it was like five and three quarters months. I did from the day after my best friend's wedding. Cause obviously yeah. until <laughs> I turned 30. So it was from like October 16th until March 24th. And, um, yeah, I just do it so I can like, you know, focus on comedy acting yeah. and you just like have that many more days in a week to do it. Cause you're not, you know, absolutely. And it, I should say this, like I do really enjoy drinking. Yeah, like, I, of it's great. Like I, I love hanging out with my friends. Like if I was drinking right now, I would absolutely be drinking a beer. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's an individual. It's an individual. Oh my god! <laughs> it's an individualist. How do you say that word? Holy shnikes! Individualist. 
Individualistic? In, yes. Holy shnikes. <laughs> I should go for six months because obviously this three weeks hasn't fucking helped at all. It's very individualistic. So for, you don't even have to explain yourself. Like I do love drinking. I love drinking too, but it's like sometimes you just need to take a break. Yeah. But why I asked, it leads me into what's your, like, obviously you said it helps with your writing. What's your perfect scenario? Like a candle, nighttime, <laughs> silence to sit down and write. Um, I really don't have one. Yeah. Like I, is, you're supposed to do like all the creativity books that I read or like you need to sit down and wake up at the same time and do that. And I'm not great at that, but I still manage to write in some capacity every day. Yeah. And I, I can just kind of like do it wherever. Like today I just wrote on my couch. Sometimes I'll go to a coffee shop. Sometimes like I've gone to bars before and yeah. just like making sure that it's the type of bar where yeah. it wouldn't be weird. Nerd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got like a bow tie on glasses, your shirts tucked in and you're just that guy in the corner on his computer looking at everybody. Yeah. And then you look at your screen and it's just like, he walked in at three forty-five. <laughs> And he stayed until eleven nineteen. <laughs> this sketch is gonna break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they make fun of me now. <laughs> I like the I like the end. Ernest Hemingway approach. The right drunk, edit sober. Yeah, no, that is great though. Like it, it, it definitely like I, I feel like writing when you are um, inebriated in whatever way, mm -hmm. it just, it takes that like judgment off of, because a lot of times you're trying to like, this needs to be the best thing ever. And right. Like, What's my third grade crush going to think about this when she <laughs> sees it on my reels? <laughs> Fuck that hit deep actually. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Definitely not a real thing that I've ever experienced ever. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but that is like the main thing. Like, Obviously, you're on our podcast, and uh, every topic of a like out with your friends has either been we should start a bar, we should start a band, and now it's turned into we should start a podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like we did it, and obviously, we're worried about what people thought when we started. It's slowly going away, but each time I like post something or Brady posts something, that little voice is always there of yep. like, oh, now everybody's view on me is going to change. Yep. Hundred percent. Like it, that's that's it. That's what it is. It's battling that like inner thought every time you post something. Every time you put yourself out there, it's like, what is what's their face gonna yeah. think about this? What's yeah. my aunt gonna think of me now? Yeah, yeah. right. That's <laughs> like what, what? That's like makes sense. We should be thinking about what our family thinks about us, but I clearly don't. I'm dropping f bombs, and you guys are fucking losers to the White Sox <laughs> yeah. in every video. But like you're saying, oh think yeah. About by the, the way, people. my mom wants you to stop saying fuck so much. Really? No, uh, <laughs> dude. But I, I, I re go back to our um, listen to our previous episodes, and I'm like, I'm I can articulate even though five minutes ago <laughs> I couldn't get a word out I can articulate so much better than this but it's also like who part of who I am mm -hmm. it's like you, all day at work you can't say the f word mm -hmm. and then you do but back back to yeah. worrying about what other people think about you it feels so good making strides on that aspect mm -hmm. like obviously we're not a hundred percent there yet but checking off the list of people I don't care about making content is the best feeling in the world yeah for sure. Yeah. It, 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 and I feel like that's one of another like kind of back and forth thing. Cause sometimes you're like, especially when it's like a new, uh, 
a new idea, maybe like you're trying a new platform or trying, um, like just like a different approach to it. Even mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, like what are people going to think about, about this one? And yeah. like, I think everyone has the perception of like, you must be like the most confident person in the world. I'm like, I deal with all the insecurities oh, that yeah. everybody does. And sometimes they, you know, debilitate you unfortunately, but you got to keep going. Yeah. yeah I mean, exactly. and, it's, it's warranted thoughts because like when somebody, you know, like when you have a mutual friend who posts things and then you have those side conversations about that person, you're like, fuck, people are doing that for me too. Yeah. Like it's, I've experienced and partaken in the shit talking of people for sure. And hypocriticizer yeah. dude yeah that's life yeah exactly so why aren't we just letting it loose well we should be proud of how far we've come absolutely yeah. million percent yeah yeah so I'm gonna post that sexist joke <laughs> that's actually a great lead into my next question how is dealing with cancel culture um I, I think for me I don't really um I I don't really deal with it much. You don't dive deep into those sectors really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like everything that I do is pretty, um, (laughs) like, yeah, I don't think I've ever had an issue with something being, I mean, maybe like people talk, like we're saying people talk behind it, like, how did he post that? I've never been like, there's never been anybody who's reached out to me about like, Hey, like you were problematic in this. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nothing that, I feel like I've had to, um, like maneuver or like, you know, um, deal with. Yeah. Um, I didn't mean to put this in your head. No, (laughs) we can cut this. I'm just picturing like a union dad sliding in Tim's DMs. Like I don't fucking talk like that (laughs) at all. You fucking gobble goods. It's like, well, I wasn't. And like, you're fucking done. Yeah. You come around Maine, what, Maine South one more time, I'll kill you. Yes. I'll stab so many you typos. in your fucking throat. Yeah. Like I'll, come I'll, to I'll, my job site, I swear to God. I definitely get mean comments. That's, <laughs> that is something that absolutely happens. But like, That's as the far nature as, of the beast. Yeah, as far as like, oh, we're going to try to like end your career because you said something problematic. Like I've, I've never had really anything close to that. I, I feel like that's probably more of like a, a standups battle to, um, Mm -hmm. to kind of fight, uh, just because it is, uh, you know, maybe even more of like a a sandbox where it's like the character stuff is like, immediately when you start doing it, it's like, all right, this guy's a character and right. like, he's a caricature, even if it is something that like goes uh, to a certain place or maybe gets close to the line. It's like, this person is absolutely quite literally doing a character. And I know with some standups, like people are like, yeah, he's doing the, the, you know, personification of himself as a standup. And like, you know, that's where this joke is coming through. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, a crowd or, you know, society in general just has a, um, it's harder for people to decipher that with, for me, it's like, no, this person's like being somebody else. Like that is the point of it. So I think it's so silly, man. And I get it. I'm can't feel how everybody else feels, but like, why is it so much? I know we're talking about the positivity of comedy and where it's going again. And Mm -hmm. I think we're going to get to that point, but we have so many comics, some of the best in the world still having to say on stage or in videos, in comments, it's a joke. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like it's so easy to decipher and I'm an idiot. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And a, a lot of times it's like, you know, um, you know, that one comment will be like the, the loudest in the room type right. of situation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a, um, you know, uh, with the internet still being so young and with content on the internet being so young mm-hmm. that like, we're just still maneuvering that. Um, and I, I think, um, yeah, I, I don't think we're like totally out of the woods on any part of what's going on. Um, right. but you know, it, it seems like things are going toward a good direction. I, I think at least very well so. said, yeah. said like a professional. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, he, you're good with the media so far, Tim. <laughs> um, but it is like with cancel culture, your content doesn't necessarily call for it. Right. Yeah. Like you're doing characters of things you can relate to as a person. Yeah. Like you're an Italian, you're obviously a white man. Yes. So it's not like you're doing accents or characters yeah. that would put you in a spot exactly. to get canceled. Exactly. You're doing the dad and the uncle that you've been around for yes. millennia. Yes. The Chicago dad is a mix between my father and my confirmation sponsor, John Moran. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's a Chicago Catholic dad. It's, like, it's everything that I've grown up with in my life. Just talking about streets and he's got the best beef sandwich. And yeah. Like, you know, everyone, it's pretty endearing. People are like, oh yeah, he's, he's fine. He's not making fun. Of anybody. Yeah. And now that he yeah. brought up beef, everybody Yes, Tim did get Johnny's before this. Of course. So he, of was, course. he was right down the road. Mm-hmm. Come on. So lucky. Yeah. <laughs> sitting in traffic. Not about me. Not about you. <laughs> um, Tim, before we uh, let you in on the actual washed, washed up show, um, I want to know what you got going up soon or something that you're really looking forward to, like an experiment that you're going to try or what's on the docket for you in the coming weeks, months. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, coming up here on, um, November 8th, I'll be hosting, uh, it's like an alt comedy show, which goes into exactly what I was saying about the weird stand up character yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 All alt comedy means is it's going to be a bunch of people that do the same thing that I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it'll be November 8th at, um, Oh man, it's at the Mars, uh, brewery, brewery? but it's, it's the satellite one in like, uh, Bucktown Logan square. Oh, okay. Right on, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's right off the um, Western Blue Line. I should really know the address. Our friend Law is the one who who set it up. Um, so I'll be hosting that eight o'clock November eighth. It's right next to Margie's Candies. Um, so yeah, come on by. There'll be a lot of extremely ca- extremely talented like character performers. Um, we'll have some people doing like impressions. Um, PowerPoint presentations, some <laughs> sketch comedy, some improv. So it'll be just kind of a smorgasbord of what? Uh, what time? Uh, Eight p.m. Uh, tickets. Tickets. Uh, you can. It's it's a ten dollars suggested donation at the door. Nice. So you can you can just show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But long here's the four dollars I have in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, you're starting to put your winter jacket on, and you realize you got those four singles still in there from the last time you had it on. That's right in the donation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is free money, girl math. Um, yeah. So I got got that going, and then um, actually this will this won't be until the new year. Um, but I I will have a full like solo show. It'll be like 
50 minutes of me just doing a bunch of those characters. It'll be like, holy shit. No way. Hell yeah. yeah. So that that'll probably be like the biggest thing I do in my comedy career to date. So I'm writing that right now. I have a lot of it done, but a lot of work to be done. And although like, I think it's going to be like the last Monday in January and then the two Mondays after that. And so it seems like a long time, but like I really got to get going with it and I got to, you know, make it, so I can hit everything and I don't fuck up on stage and stuff. So yeah, well, if tell you what, me you're... or Brady can be of any help. We are willing and able. Amazing. <laughs> well, so I should have said this before you said that. I was going to say you're already so far ahead of the ball. I mean, it's October. You have so much time in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Brady's like, hit me up January 2nd. <laughs> yeah. Even for me, if it was the biggest show of my life, January 14th. All right. Got to get going. Let's get the fucking elbow grease. <laughs> Start writing it down. Light a candle. Also, you said it was uh, uh, your... November 8th show is next to Margie's. Say Margie's one more time. It was so Chicago. Margie's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, such a good Full catch. circle, dude. Um, great. Um, do you have one other, anything more that you really need the washed up listening folk to um comment on your behalf uh, i guess the only other thing is i have shows at second city the second city training center the blackout cabaret um i have to say that mm-hmm. um uh, every By friday law. at yes every friday at 7 cool. 30 p.m <laughs> um for the rest of the year so except for the weekend before um the thanksgiving weekend but other than that 7 30 blackout cabaret at the second city training center i'll be yeah. in an improvised sketch show. They're very fun. Hell yeah. Perfect. Yeah, this episode will be up uh, Wednesday, October 25th. Cool. So it'll be up that morning. Um, but yeah, dude, hell yeah. Sweet. Well, everybody, this has been Tim Shanelia. Uh, Thank you. Oh my God, I nailed <laughs> How it. How did you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize. Are we going? Yeah, we're live. Are we live? (laughs) Yeah, we're on air. Oh, man. It's only stuck us 162 episodes to understand when we're going and when we're not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, Tim is going to join us for our shenanigans uh, post-interview. So, um, Brady, I'll let you take the floor with uh, the WNBA shaped up for you. I've said many things on this podcast. Some true, some not true. Mostly true. Um, Liberty and Five was not true. Uh, the Aces overwhelmed uh, the Liberty, I would say. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot had a wide-open shot in the corner to send it to a Game 5, and she airballed. Um, now, I'm not going to take anything away from Courtney Vandersloot or say it was her fault. Basketball right. is long season, long series even in just this one. And um, the Aces were the odds-on favorite to win it all, and they did. Yeah, there's not much you can go at the Liberty for. It's one of those things where you do have the best player, you have the MVP, but they just didn't mesh enough to take down Goliath. I know, like, if you throw four million darts at a dartboard, one will hit. Has to. Right, and probably be a bullseye as well. Mm-hmm. Sabrina, <laughs> Sabrina Ionescu 
has like the flu going on for game yeah. four. Oh, that puke and rally. There's 365 <laughs> days of the year. She has the flu on this day. Like something's going on there. Some Utah pizza yeah. in New York. Yeah, but that uh, it did give Jordan superpowers. So maybe it was like um, you like Utah pot or um, Las Vegas like sushi or something. I don't know. So Vegas true. has good food too. Yeah, so, um, but they were also in New York. So but yeah, just wild. It sucks that she had the flu on that day. Maybe, maybe not. She didn't make a difference in the game if she's not sick. But. Um, I don't think the Liberty are going anywhere and I don't think the aces are going anywhere. So I think next year we're going to see a lot of the same. Yeah. I think we were right on it. Well, and by we, I mean, mostly you and I, um, <laughs> it's going to be the Liberty versus the aces for three years. And this was the first year. Yes. And before we move on, I plead with whoever runs the friggin' WNBA market yourself better next year for the finals. They've done a great job. They've been growing, mm-hmm. but the finals week is the biggest week. And I didn't even know what was going on. And I care. Yeah. And we, you have to like, look up games. You're like, is it still going? Where am we in the league right now? What's going on? Right. And maybe like the lesser of two evils, you might have to change up your season a little bit. Yeah. Like your finals is during the NFL, like mm-hmm. and anything during the NFL. For mm-hmm. me, I've missed a lot of the baseball. Yeah. I pay attention to it and I see what happens, but maybe change it to a season where you're the sole focus. Yeah. Did you see uh, Greg Popovich's interview? They ha- The Spurs had a summer league game the night of the Aces winning, and I, I'm spacing on her name. Becky Hammond. Yeah, there it is. Nice. Way to go, Tim. Way to come on. <laughs> Not you, Brady. Yeah. Uh, but Pop <laughs> was like, how about Becky? You know, make your qu- your questions quick. I didn't even want to be here in the first place. I got to go celebrate. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it, So Pop is getting his fair share of trying to grow that as well and market that. And like the, the focus shouldn't be NBA Summer League. It should be that the yeah. WNBA championship just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree anymore. And final thing on that is uh, obviously Kelsey Plum is married to Darren Waller. Darren Waller first touchdown was just written in the sky, and I just still didn't take it. Me neither. Yeah. And we said it on here. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? What are you going to do? All right. Well, we are currently watching uh, game five of uh, the Phillies. Oh, yeah. Game six of the Phillies and uh, Diamondbacks. So let's do a little... There's been a whole lot of that sound. There's been (laughs) so much. And uh, Tim, when we invited Tim to stay around, um, you've been in on it. You've been in on it. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the most uh, playoff baseball I've watched since, like, the Cubs or Sox have been a part of the playoffs in, I don't know, over a decade. I feel like when I was a kid, it was like, yeah, baseball playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I got my little league game tomorrow. Exactly. Fall ball, baby. Yep. <laughs> I was on the Padres. So I'm a Padres fan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's the perfect mixture of underdogs and, and favorites yeah. with the Rangers. Everybody on this podcast knew how good they were. Maybe not all of America. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the Astros. They're just always around. And mm-hmm. you have the feel-good story of both these teams. Yep. I can't stand Philadelphia sports more than anybody else in the world, but that's just their fans. Yeah. I still, even in me, am rooting somewhat for the Phillies, but I'm also rooting for the Diamondbacks, so it's a win-win. Same. I'm in the same exact boat. I'm just, I'm here to see good baseball, and that's what it's been. Those games on Friday were out of this world. Those are like two yeah. of the best baseball games I've watched in years. They were so good. The fact that there was two go-ahead home runs in the eighth inning or later, that's just 
It was, it was awesome. Bonkers. Yeah. yeah. That's also such a uh, suburban dad thing to say. I'm just, I'm just hoping for good baseball. <laughs> I'm going to piggyback like off that. <laughs> Chicago sports. Yeah. Yeah. We're just here for a good game because we have no one to root for because we're never fucking here. Ever. Yeah. Uh, but yes, balls have been flying off the bat. The intensity is at an all-time high. We do owe an apology to the listeners, though. Why? Because immediately after last week's episode, who was on the bump for the Rangers? Oh, Max Scherzer, really bad. <laughs> really, really bad really, on our part. Really, really bad miss on our part. Are DeGrom and Scherzer going to be... Well, DeGrom isn't. I don't know if Scherzer is. He's on the bump tomorrow. Listen, I'm a team guy, but I'm going to take a little heat off my back. I asked the question. You did ask the question. <laughs> I'm going to take all the heat. I think I was firm in the fact that he might be back. <laughs> But I'll take I'll take all the responsibility for not being as informed as we should have been yeah. on the health of the Rangers pitching staff. And hindsight's always twenty twenty. But you're like maybe they shouldn't have brought him back. So it's not really on us <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's a great postseason right now, and having a three to one chance of a team that I don't mind winning the World Series is a beautiful chance that I will always mm-hmm. take. Yeah, um, looks like that this Phillies Diamondbacks is going to go seven. We already know that the Rangers and Astros have game seven tonight. Um, it turns out Jose Altuve may be good without cheating, but I would lie to you if I said that some parts of my body didn't just clinch right when the ball left his bat. Mm-hmm. And I had the over and it pushed and I still was just like, fuck this, yeah. dude. I would love to see him go down. Yeah. And he's so, he's he's a guy that I should love. Yeah. Fucking 5-2 played second base. That's where they stuck me because I was I was a little too good to play the outfield. Young. Yeah. Outfield's not bad. But second base is where you put your guy where you're like, okay, maybe he can throw the ball four feet and feel the ground ball. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jose Altuve is me. Yeah. He's the guy who should be playing shortstop if he could throw. Right. And I would use a really long bat to make up for all of the misses of the barrel that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw a picture today of Jose Altuve rechecking like his at bat on the iPad and somebody just quote tweeted it and said, he looks like a little kid who got iPad privileges after yeah. dinner <laughs> for being able to sit still. That's so good. It's like, you can have 15 minutes of iPad time after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I really, I don't know about tonight. I would like to see the Rangers win. I think I'm in a group of a lot of people who think so, but yeah. their, their offense comes and goes. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful it's a beautiful pitching matchup in Max Scherzer versus uh, Javier. So um, it should be a good match tonight. Uh, I do I do wish that like obviously it is Game Seven, another promotional thing. Like that needs to be pushed more too. Yeah, it should be everywhere. It's it's so easy. Like they posted that picture of or the the home run of Jose Altuve like nine times. But it's like emphasize the fact that this game is go home or go to the World Series. Yeah. It's an in-state battle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> When's the last time this has even happened? I like, don't think ever. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's such a big deal for, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I just really hope that um, in about uh, an hour, we get to just go, Houston, we have a problem. That would be fucking <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, Adolis Garcia is like plus 150 to hit a home run tonight. Like, 
That's Otani odds. Yeah. yeah, he went over four with four strikeouts and then hit a grand slam and was talking so much shit. Um, I the loved bases. it. Yeah. It's amazing. It's like <laughs> that's the new day and age of baseball, though. Mm-hmm. That's like to, doing don't... characters on stage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the old heads fucking hate it, <laughs> but it works. <laughs> Why couldn't you be doing that? <laughs> Um, this game looks like it's going to go to seven. I believe they would be back at the bank as Philly fans call it again for game seven. Correct. This place has some magical shit to it. Um, two, three, two. Yeah. And the Phillies fans just are so damn passionate. I think they can squeak out a win for them in game seven. I know this game isn't over yet, but it looks like the Diamondbacks are going to win. So I'm looking forward. Phillies win game seven. In my opinion, it would win-win again, and then I think some way, somehow, the Rangers do it tonight. Yeah, I to really see. hope so, man. I, if if Scherzer can get ahead and at least stay in the game for six innings. Right, so like that's what I'm envisioning. All I see in the future is like, Scherzer, 12Ks, eight innings, uh, Rangers can make it to the World Series for the first time since 2006. Yeah, Whatever. so that'll be beautiful. Tim, predictions? Um... Do you gamble, by the way? A little, a little bit, a little bit. I'm not heavy, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I have my FanDuel app. I <laughs> good. I'm, I don't good bet in big uh, units or anything. Good because we unit shame the fuck out of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, why I owe my house. <laughs> uh, yes, I do. I and yeah. I, I, so where would you put your money um, right now for World Series? For who's going to be in it and what happens? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Phillies Rangers, and I think the Phillies take it. <sighs> yeah, I don't hate that. They look like the best team in the world mm-hmm. right now. I mean, obviously this game, but yeah, and I, I agree. I think that um, that would be perfect. Like that would be the epitome of it. But I, I think it's going. I think the Astros are unfortunately going to win tonight, and it, it's going to be Phillies Astros because of the fact that the Diamondbacks will not beat the Astros. It also would be so Philly to ruin this and lose this series. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, imagine if it's just like TCU, Georgia, and it's Astros, Diamondbacks. Like, we're in purgatory during the regular season. Philly's in purgatory for the postseason. Like, you know Mm -hmm. that they can win it all, but you also know they could lose 15 to nothing tomorrow or whatever, Wednesday, whenever the game is. Yeah. They could turn this game around in four swings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or get slaughter ruled the next yeah. game. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Um, what's your what's your thought? Did you already do yours? I do believe that the Rangers are gonna win tonight. What Good. I okay. I want the Rangers to win. Right. I think the Astros will. I think the Phillies will pull this out and then it'll be Astros Phillies and I wouldn't be mad about that because the series would be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But like I'm talking about with Phillies luck. The Astros are going to win it all, and everyone's going to be fucking pissed. Yeah. Furious. Yeah. Not fun. Yeah. They, the thing is, they've just, they're there every fucking year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, sorry for my language. Um, there's <laughs> a reason. My mother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I go downstairs, um, <laughs> <laughs> there, that experience is something that you can't replicate. You can't do it. Yeah. And you guys know I'm a big experienced guy. That's why my whole fantasy team is hurt. And <laughs> I, unfortunately, in my Annette, Analytics. I think the Astros will win it all. God, that's tough. To yeah, it's analytics. 
Um, all right, before we go into NFL uh, review and preview, I did come up with a gambling hypothetical. Okay. Um, not you. And, no, yeah, not me. <laughs> so hypothetically speaking, <laughs> let's say you put together a three-team parlay. Run of the mill, you're just tossing it in. It's the three o'clock games. You get the first two wrong. So uh, actually, in the exact example in this hypo- hypothetical scenario, you pick two three o'clock games and then the Sunday night game. Uh-huh. You get the two games at three wrong, mm-hmm. but you want some action on the night. You triple. How are you going about that Sunday night pick you previously made? Tripling. Are you staying with it? The other two in that parlay lost. Yeah, you think I'll ever have that much self-doubt? You're out of your mind. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? You know the question, I totally understand, but there's no way I'm going 0-3. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then then I get in this, uh, uh uh-oh, glass half full. Is it glass half empty? Which way am I leaning? And then I spiral. (laughs) I don't think when I should think, and I think when I shouldn't. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Tim, what would your take be on that? Um... (laughs) Yeah, I would triple down on it as well. I, I should have done that yesterday, actually. that's what I, I So did. should I have. That's why I brought up the question. <laughs> I did, like, I did touch on scores in two of the three, three o'clock games, and then I did uh, one, I, I did, I think it was, it was Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, and then I had Tyreek Hill. Obviously, it missed going in, but I'm like, I should just tripled out on Tyreek and yeah. he did and it's like ah oh, shit now, yeah. now I'm here <laughs> exactly he, he scored twice too. yeah <laughs> one guy called back and then he did yeah. it again and yeah. it was like whoa he was this was meant to be yeah sorry was- to rub it in but <laughs> um I had in the 12 o'clock games I had uh Devontae Adams mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook's brother James Cook mm-hmm. and uh who was the third one that I had I don't remember. Didn't tell me. Yeah. (laughs) It was another running back, and he got in right away. And Devontae Adams has a ball to him in the corner of the end zone. Just You can't get more wide open for a stud receiver who's triple teamed all the time. Mm -hmm. And it goes right off his fingertips. Yep. Like, I'm still in complete shock. Yep. Yeah, that's brutal. I mean, I had Devontae Adams with um, Stefan Diggs and Travis Kelsey. So I was real bummed about that as well. Tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow. And also, it was National Tight End Day yesterday. Guess who all caught a touchdown pass? Every tight end? Most of them. Yeah. (laughs) Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Mark Andrews. Come on. It's written in the stars. I was just going to say that for tonight's game, but when we get there, I'll tell you. The the play of the day. The play of the day. day. All right, well, we're pretty much there, but here it is. 431! All right, week seven will come to a close tonight with the Niners taking on the Vikings. Uh, Niners are minus seven, over under 43 and a half, but we will talk about all the other games in somewhat entirety. Probably not, but let's start with... um, I got them. Yeah. Start with Thursday night, Jaguars, Saints. Jaguars 31, Saints 24. I've said it before, I'll say it again, jagging off so hard. Yeah, I... I went to go write down some stuff I felt about this game, and I realized why Devontae Adams didn't catch the ball. Because Foster Moreau dropped the same exact pass in this game for me to win. 
Mm. But this game was to win thirty dollars, and Devontae Adams was to win three hundred and forty. Yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> yeah, not uh, me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this game, uh, me and the Jags are are battling, battling together yeah. right now. I was, I was. One of the first to start jagging off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you get engaged, you got to hide it a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot decide when I want to jag off and when I don't. Yeah, I know. And that sucks because I'm fucking jagging off every day. Yeah. And it's <laughs> tough. And it's tough. And I really thought that Derek Carr would just figure it out. And he almost did. That's what I have to say about this, too. It's like, I want to say the Saints fucking, gosh, I want to say the Saints suck. <laughs> But do they? I mean, they're an inch away from this being a tie game going into knowing them. They probably would have went for two. Yeah, for And sure. they're an inch away from winning this game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know how he dropped that. Yeah, I know. It's bad. Anything? <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I, I've i been jagging off for a minute. Definitely. <laughs> I had, I picked up Trevor Lawrence in my fantasy league last year, like right when he hit that hot tree, I picked up him and Zay Jones. Yeah. And like, they took me, I ended up getting second in the league. It was like, sweet. Drafted Trevor Lawrence, like late again, got Zay Jones, have Christian Kirk right now. So I am fully jagging off, but my team's about to be 0 and 7. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least you're still jagging off. Exactly. <laughs> riding it. Riding it till I get last in my league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shocker. Ravens, 38. Lions, 6. Brady, do you remember what I said last week? No. It was always the Ravens. It was. I was all over them. I do remember you saying that now. And I, I wish I would have remembered at eleven fifty nine. So do I. Um, you, it's it's not just a shocker because the Lions are five and one. It's like you have a coach like Dan Campbell. You never think that his teams are ever going to get blown out. And I don't mm-hmm. know if there was anything he could have done about this. Lamar looked like vintage Lamar. Like this his guy, like MVP, the MVP odds dropped from eighteen hundred to eight hundred. Yeah, wow. just because of that game. I mean, he was <laughs> throwing the ball downfield. He was running. He's doing exactly what Madden Lamar Jackson does when you play with him. Yeah. Nothing. It's hard to stop. Yeah. Nothing more to say other than Lamar, Mark Andrews, still very good together. Yeah. Do we want to save the bears? Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, Browns, Colts points everywhere. Browns, 39 Colts, 38, two things. First off Colts uniforms, probably coolest I've ever seen in my life. Black helmets do something for me when they're not supposed to be. <laughs> those were, those, that was awesome. And then uh, Miles Garrett, single-handedly, one person, a part of a 53-man roster, won a football game for the first time in my life yesterday, and it was him. He is out of this world. Yeah. He was the number one pick for a reason, and he's showing it currently. I don't know, and I don't look at Defensive Player of the Year props, but he's got to be the favorite currently, yeah. right? Have you guys seen the videos of him acting like he's dribbling through his legs before he goes to rush? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's cooler than that? <laughs> <laughs> you got anything to say about Miles Garrett or the Browns or the Colts? I just think he's a cool guy. He can he can dunk. That's yeah. a guy. That can dunk, so. You're fucking getting like it him. so well. You're yeah. getting it so Dude, well. I'm you're invited sure. back. Yes. Yeah. We'll get you back before your uh, solo show. Just cool. Again. Um, Deshaun Watson maybe hurt, maybe not. Maybe cares, maybe doesn't. I don't know. Yep. It's, it turns out they don't need him. They got Miles Garrett. Um, Bills, Patriots. What the heck? Uh, Patriots twenty nine. Bills twenty five. 
Probably the most confusing game on one side of it. I said last week we all agreed that there's seems like there is something wrong with the Bills. It doesn't take a genius to tell you that. Mm-hmm. The Patriots led a drive down the field when they needed it, led by a name, a man named McCorkle, <laughs> <laughs> who has not been good since week one, ever. Yeah, true. If you want to be that, so rude. no, I, I listen. I'm a realist. Yeah. He's not Tom Brady. Yeah. What happened here? No idea. Okay, cool. <laughs> no idea. I just, I, just don't, don't I, I don't get the Bills. I just don't get yeah. them. I'd be so pissed if I was a Bills fan. Yep. Like well, way more pissed. That's like another, they're like the Phillies kind of in that playoff purgatory thing in yeah. the past few years. Just like they can't get to that, quite get to that next mm-hmm. Super Bowl up. The only way you can get over losing four Super Bowls in a row is eventually winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. There's no time that can heal that. Mm-hmm. It's just another Super Bowl. Yep. Crazy, and I complain. Um, <laughs> the grossest game possibly in history. Yep. Well, there's another one at three o'clock. Yes, but there is. Giants 14, Commanders 7. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Next. All right. Uh, Falcons, uh, Buccaneers, Falcons 16, Bucks 13. I was all over the Bucks. Uh-huh. The Falcons tried to lose this game so, so hard. Yep. And that's when it stings times two. Yeah. You drafted, if, you, if you're Atlanta, you drafted this supposedly game-changing, game-wrecking running back. Yeah. And you gave him, let's just check the box score, mm, one rushing attempt. Yeah. And it's wild because they said that he was dealing with an illness. And it's like, okay, well, either you're dressing him and he's telling you he can go be half of Bijan, which is amazing still mm-hmm. this guy crossed somebody over with a football yep and you, then you don't play him if the kid's sick don't bring him out there let him go get better yeah I, it didn't make any sense to me I, I, <laughs> I don't have anything other than like what is the coaching staff doing over there I don't know I don't know like it's ridiculous if it's it's different when you have like a wide receiver because you have somebody else in control of that situation yeah it's like the quarterback has to be able to get it there but the quarterback can always hand it off yeah and i don't know what happened to the bucks offense either just out of nowhere just stopped working well that's um i can talk about him like this but that's baker mayfield's mo yeah is like every jump shot you've ever taken where you're like you let one go and you're like, oh my God, I'm the best basketball player in the history of the world. I'll never miss a shot again. And then the next time you get the ball, it feels like you've never shot one before. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know I'm not going to be able to take the Baker out of Baker, but as the coach, you got to be like, dude, it's been 10 years of trying this uber confidence that you have and you play with. It's time to change it up a little bit because he throws an interception on a game winning drive. They get the ball back because Desmond Ritter's the worst quarterback on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. He's worse than Derek Carr. And then he comes back down. He he rushes for like 13 yards and gets the crowd fired up. And I'm like, why why can't you just do the thing that you want to do and then get everybody fired up? Mm-hmm. You're just having these defensive linemen look at that and they're like, okay, I'm going to try a little bit harder. Why are you going to ask a professional football player to try harder? <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't see. And I know that's your guy. Yeah, but always will be, always has been. Maybe change it up a little bit. Yeah, no worries. Um, Tim? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Sorry, I talk a lot. No, you're uh, good. Steelers, Rams. Uh, I think I was on the Steelers when we recorded last week. Steelers 24, Rams 17. And 
I almost made this my Magnus Opus game. Last year I had the Raiders. They won on a 60-yard run, and it was always the Raiders. <laughs> so I told myself I can have a Magnus Opus every year. And I said the under, which I'm an over-better, only bet over. So what's the point of betting the under? Mm-hmm. And I see this game. I'm like, fuck, it's got to go under. And I almost make it my Magnus Opus. Not only do I not make it my Magnus Opus, I don't even take it. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? You just love saying Magnus Opus. I know. I think that's the truth. <laughs> and I want to be able to say it, so I didn't want to take it this early. Yep, exactly. Um, are, the, are the Steelers good? I know their defense is fucking sick, but are yeah. they good? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. that's great. I don't know. And then the Rams is like, this is who we expected the Rams to be. Exactly who we thought. Okay. Um, 500 ball mm-hmm. Cardinals Seahawks Seahawks 20 Cardinals 10 the the Cardinals are frisky and they're fun and the Seahawks I have no 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 idea zero you know who thought he took JSN first touchdown in that game you did I thought so that's probably so worse. I was very <laughs> excited to see it when I looked at the uh, second slate and then I realized I, I, I didn't what's worse like a bet like we both have in Devontae Adams and watching it fall through our fingertips mm-hmm or watching a bet hit and thinking you want it. That. Yeah. Second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Packers, Broncos, disgusting. Shouldn't even be allowed. There should be teams that get relegated. So These bad. two would be some of them. Broncos, 19. Packers, 17. I was at work for the, the second slate, and I texted the group chat of Washed Up and said, what's going on in the Packers-Broncos game? And Brady says, I don't know. And I was like... <laughs> Are, is is it just terrible? And he said, yes. And I go, uh, is it the worst game ever? And then James said, yes. And then I said, who's going to win? And then Brady said, I don't know. <laughs> That's a very best. accurate description was, of that game, though. It was, it was like, Pat was at first probably like, God, these guys are being assholes. Like, why aren't they fucking, why aren't they responding to me? Like, I need to be responded to. And then he finally got it. Like, there's enough. There's one word to be said. Yes or no. Yes or no. <laughs> This was the epitome of a gouge my eyes out. Like, take this away from me. <laughs> it's like when you, you, you overate on the appetizers, your entree isn't good, and you take one bite, and you're like, I'm going to vomit. Can you please get rid of this plate? Do you want to take it to go? I absolutely do not want to take it to go. Please get it away from me now. This game was the dish in that situation, was the entree. That mm-hmm. You were so excited to have, and everybody was talking about it, and you're like, okay, this is going to be great. But then it turns out the appetizers were actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then the entree comes, and you're like, this tastes like poop. Yeah, why did I put all my money into this? <laughs> yes, more appetizers, please. <laughs> um are you, you got anything to say about the Packers? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. Happy well, about it too. Used to live there, so I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I'm a Bears and Chiefs fan, so. Okay, well, I'm going to yell at you right now because the Chargers versus the Chiefs is Kansas City 31, Chargers 17. And as I stated previously, I am an overbetter, and I am going to try and stay as calm as I possibly can in this situation. Yeah. 41 points in the first half of the game. That is absolutely unheard of. Some overs are at that number. So I go into halftime thinking, kind of knowing that I'm going to win this bet. It's almost impossible for these two teams not to keep scoring. And they so happened to spend 29 minutes not scoring, and then the Chiefs finally score, and it ends at 48 with the over, for me, being at 48 and a half or 49 on some books. Mm-hmm. I 
don't know if I can come back from that one. Yeah. So I was looking at that game too, cause I had, um, chargers covering the points, um, which is just a red flag. If, if you want to take somebody covering the points, take a money line. Don't be a coward. <laughs> and I looked at the box score while I'm working and I almost texted, washed up saying, man, I feel bad for anybody who took the over. And then I didn't text that <laughs> for some reason. Something came over me and said, don't send that. Yeah. Two minutes later, phone buzzes. Brady's like, if this game doesn't go over, <laughs> I'm going to freak out. And I did. So I, I'm glad I didn't send it because that would have just been all caps Brady for about three straight minutes. <laughs> and I think that was one of the things where you just needed to sit in it by yourself without without having to talk to people about it. Well, Devontae Adams. I'm going to bring it up again. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best receivers in football. Has the ball go right through his hands. And this, that's, that was to win $330. I would have been plus a lot on the day. Mm-hmm. So now I'm battling back. This over is to go even on the day. Right. And it doesn't happen mm-hmm. in a game where, again, 41 points in the first half. I needed nine points in 30 minutes. And it doesn't happen. I have every right to go and kick a baby or something. Yes, you do. <laughs> I didn't well, I, do I, that. I, 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 I shouldn't say that so goddamn fast. <laughs> you hey, should again, have joke. the ability to go to like um, one of those like trampoline places and just watch <laughs> without being a, a creepy guy. <laughs> because the amount of wipeouts at that place <laughs> is guaranteed to bring you a belly laugh or two. Where that came from, but that is fantastic. And I might do that. <laughs> uh, and I'll just go with you just because yeah. you can't be one guy. Yeah, obviously you're my guard. <laughs> People start giving you bad luck. They lost a bat. Leave him alone. Oh, okay, okay. He's dealing with something. You got vodka? <laughs> we we get it. We get it. Um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all I can really. It's tough. On. You've bounced back from worse. Keep going. Um, Dolphins, Eagles, Philly, thirty-one, Miami, seventeen. I mean, we knew this game going into it was going to be one way or the other. Whether it was going to be electric or not, we knew it was going to make statements for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. And man, does it really put a huge statement in the plus column for the Eagles and a huge statement in the minus column for the Dolphins Mm -hmm. because they haven't played good against a defense yet. Yep. So here's where that hypothetical gambling question came into play. I took Packers. I took Chargers. And I took the under in the Dolphins-Eagles for that parlay. Packers looked like they had it for a sec. Chargers looked like they had it for a sec. And then I realized my reads were wrong. Dolphins Eagles is about to kick off. And I go down the rabbit hole of spiraling myself to not taking anything. And then I stared at Devontae Smith first touchdown. I was like, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Thank God I didn't. Cause mm-hmm. I, it was, it was a lose lose mm-hmm. obviously, but that's where the hypothetical came because the under of 52 did come in and I just didn't trust the reads that I had prior. Wait, the under hit? Yeah, the under was 52. What? 31-17. Yeah, this was at a point where I couldn't look at my phone or the next game. (laughs) I fell asleep on the couch. Good. I had to. I had no other choice. The only safe place for me was sleeping. 
<laughs> See, I wish I had that safe space. Mine's like get silly into the couch, like get in the couch. Yeah. Um, with the help of reinforcements, obviously, and yeah, duh. Turn on, turn on a a, a good classic film you've seen ninety thousand times, and just a disgustingly large bowl of popcorn. Yep. So I went swimming in the morning. So humble brag. Gassed, gassed, <laughs> tired. Two bags of popcorn. Mountain. And that's how I fell asleep. <laughs> I already did what you were gonna do during the day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tim, we're done with your interview, but why Chiefs? Uh, I lived in Kansas City for a year, actually. See, I don't even know the guy. It's a great <laughs> I place. I told you. Kansas it City's is, fun. It is an awesome place. The barbecue is is one of those places where you go and they're like, oh, this is what they're famous for. And sometimes it lifts up to the hype. Sometimes it doesn't. That barbecue's delicious. Oh, my God. It's, yeah, it ruined barbecue. It's like, you know, down there when I was living there, like, oh, this is the best pizza. I'm like, don't even try. Yeah. Like, just don't even. <laughs> yeah. Stop. But, like, I, it ruined barbecue for me up here. For sure. Because there's nothing that even comes close. It's just so, some, when you do it for years and years, yep. you, you get a niche for it. And that's what we have with pizza, and that's what they have with yeah. barbecue. And New York has nothing, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I, I was there the year that Mahomes was a rookie, but Alex Smith was still the quarterback. So I'm not even like a band. I was just like, I'm living here. Right. The Bears were sucking Good. and the Chiefs ended up making the playoffs. It's like, um, this, this is, is fun. First, yeah, this is the first time I'm not living in Chicago. Everyone's pumped about the Chiefs because obviously it's Kansas City. It's they have that in the Royals, so it's like you know, they go nuts for and the Tech Chiefs. Nine. Yeah, so like they're exact <laughs> and Tech Nine, dude. About and Tech, Tech nine. nine is so fucking big there. It's I did insane. a music video with Tech Nine no in way. Kansas City. <laughs> I drove seven hours with a bunch of fake guns in my car, <laughs> terrified the entire drive. Such a good icebreaker. <laughs> yeah, so funny. It was uh, hilarious. I hung out with Tech Nine for a little bit That's in Kansas amazing. City, and then so cool. drove seven hours back. That's so cool. <laughs> it's, it's a ridiculous thing to toss on my little resume, exactly. my talking my talking points, but enough about me. It's not my podcast. Uh, um, 49ers, Vikings tonight. I still like the 49ers. Me too. <sighs> and so do I. Like alt spread like the 49ers. Yeah. But I... I don't think I can trust my read anymore, so I'm doing Vikings money line with Alexander Madison two plus touchdowns. I, I like the Madison. Thing. I got him in fantasy, and if, if, if that's I have a, why you're owing seven, he sucks. Exactly, exactly. Well, I'm owing six, but I'm down. I'm down like 15 points, and he's got. Christian McCaffrey and I got Brock Purdy and uh, Mattinson. Oh, you never know. Yeah, I'm in, never I, know. I'm in, I would I would gamble on you winning. I if I that really, makes you feel any better. I really hope so. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think you're getting the juju tonight. You're gonna. You're, well, I appreciate that, boy. I, but also I don't know shit about fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um. There was a football game played at Soldiers Field, and the Bears won thirty. Two twelve. Can I just read a quick little thing that I sent to a group chat on Thursday? Absolutely. Um, so I sent out to this group chat. I just picked everybody who was going to win. Um, I went actually about like 70%. Obviously didn't take any of those picks because that was... Why would you do that? As I was in my car, <laughs> getting out of my car, and I was like, let's do this real fast. And everybody was talking why I picked the bears and they were like, Oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Then my, uh, my explanation for why is Jimmy G is out for the Raiders fields is out for us. The bears will win 
with Tyson and everyone will freak out about fields. It's so clearly scripted. What happened, Brady? That's exactly what happened. That's interesting. Um, when I'm so confident in something like that, I'm just like, well, don't bet it because it's better to be proven right with your words than with your money, right? And it's funny. You just write a text. Let me read one. Okay. My buddy just <laughs> tried to FaceTime me. He said, shit, podcasting. Sorry. Bajent, future Hall of Famer, question mark. Topic for all of you, LOL. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. I'm um, going to let you guys go. Tim, I'll or- let you go if you, um, you're... Your split fandom, and obviously knowing you're a fan of the best quarterback currently, and the best quarterback soon to be. Um, but go on. Yeah, I, I like what I saw. I, you know, everybody loves the under, underdog story, like a D two guy like this coming in and being scrappy. He looked really confident. He was he was getting the crowd going a little bit. So I was, you know, I like what I saw. I I, I like what I saw, and um, you know, yeah, I, I think the the. Justin Fields question marks. It only it only makes that question mark bigger. So, so yeah, yeah, it does. And obviously, you never lose your. Well, Brady, let me finish before you keep headbutting the microphone. Um, <laughs> you never lose your job to injury. Um, you never do unless you're Jameis Winston. But it was so obvious. Like, uh, you, but again, he's going against Brian Hoyer, and the defense decided to play like a defense. And just because we have this platform and we talk into microphones, just like every other Chicago sports channel, that's the only topic to bring up is what's the question on Justin Fields now? It's like, what do you mean? Tyson came in, made work of a belittled Raiders offense that couldn't get going with anything. And then our defense decided to act like the 85 Bears for three and a half quarters. So the question marks aren't, there, but you can tell why this group of people drafted Tyson is all that I'm saying. Sure. Okay. It's multifaceted. I need to watch my words because how I feel and how I say things don't always coincide. How do you two feel about Luke Getze? Not pumped about him. Right. And that's, do you think he's a good, a great Good offensive coordinator, even good. Great. No, he is an offensive coordinator. That's it, right? And he's also an offensive coordinator. So, <laughs> so here's what everyone keeps saying is that he drew up a great game plan and Tyson followed it step by step. And you can be like, okay, we're happy with that. But if you told me before the game that Luke Getze was drawing something up and it worked to perfection, step by step, I would ask you if you were playing a middle school team. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad the Raiders' defense was on Sunday. Yep. That shouldn't win in the NFL. It shouldn't. A scripted play-calling full game should not win in the NFL. It shouldn't. And they won by 18. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to take away from Tyson. It's not his fault whatsoever. This him versus field shit shouldn't even be a thing. It shouldn't. But it's going to become one. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to talk about it. I am still so firm on the fact that Justin Fields would have thrown for 120 <laughs> touchdowns on Sunday if it was against <laughs> that defense that the Bears played against. Yeah. And I'm telling you something you don't want to hear. This team is not even somewhat back. But there are positives to take from the game. Tevin Jenkins, Darnell Wright, 
or just maybe just Darnell Wright played really well. And the defense on back-to-back weeks, yes, it's against the Vikings and the Raiders, but there's still positive to be take, taken from that. But you're not going to sit here and tell me that this kid is the future based on the Las Vegas Raiders defense that played yesterday. Oh, 100%. Absolute. Yes. Agreed. Okay, because I was freaking out. I was like, he. it was a scripted game. It was all scripted and he did it really well, but against a terrible offensive coordinator, that shouldn't work. Tim, when you go on stage uh, after reading a script for a while, (laughs) is it easy to say the words that you're supposed to? It's very easy. Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's kind of what I'm saying, but I don't want to take away from Tyson Benjamin because it's awesome. No, yeah, you still, gotta go, big... you still got to go out and do it. You still got to get on stage mm-hmm. and say the fucking words. Yeah. Obviously, you're doing it in front of an audience rather than in front of your mirror, mm-hmm. in, yeah. butt naked, just in case, <laughs> you know? And like you said, and I wrote about it in my blog today, he did everything right. He was pumping up the crowd mm-hmm. and McCaskey's up there like, that's the that's the quarterback of the <laughs> that's a right white there. boy. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I would not be yeah, somewhat Tim surprised. Tim goes he's frisky, and I go that fucking pale dude. But the reason I I have to be a Debbie Downer in this situation is because you're not going to tell me that you're surprised if by next week all the coaches get extensions, Justin gets traded, and Bajent gets a ten year contract. Oh yeah, the spiral. I know, but that's like, yeah. I can't be here for that. Yeah, you don't have to. I know. You but can I, leave. I want. I ride with my guys and yeah. I don't want to be like that because that's annoying so when things are going bad I could be like oh I told you things are going bad and when things are going good I'm like oh things are going good that's not what I'm trying to do but I, I this isn't a winning football team no it's so not so I'm not gonna I get it you guys don't have anything I've never had anything so <laughs> wins are huge I'm not trying to be an asshole wins are awesome it's cool to see wins no matter how they come but for me in my perspective I'm like that, that does nothing for me yeah, we're going to get absolutely curb stomped next week. You, dude, the Chargers defense is so bad, and their coach is is as bad as ours, maybe worse. Yeah, you, agreed. But no better time to get right. <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah. It was always the Chargers. It was always the Chargers. <laughs> I still can't get over it. All right, you got next week. Yep. All right, so we start off Thursday night, Buccaneers at Bills. Bills minus 8.5, over under 42.5. Rams at Cowboys. Cowboys minus six and a half over under 45 and a half. Um, Oh my God, we're on Sunday night. Jesus Christ, sorry. (laughs) Vikings at Packers. Packers minus two and a half over under 42 and a half. Falcons at Titans. Falcons minus one and a half over under 36 and a half. Saints at Colts. Colts minus one over under 43 and a half. Patriots at Dolphins. Dolphins minus nine and a half over under 46 and a half. Jets at Giants. Jets minus three over under 36 and a half. Jaguars at Steelers. Jags minus two and a half over under 41 and a half. Eagles at Commanders, Eagles minus six and a half over under 43 and a half. Texans at Panthers, Texans minus three over under 42 and a half. Browns at Seahawks, Seahawks minus three over under 39 and a half. Chiefs at Broncos, Chiefs minus seven and a half over under 45 and a half. Ravens at Cardinals, Ravens minus eight and a half over under 44. Bengals at 49ers, 49ers minus five and a half over under 45 and a half. Bears, Chargers Sunday night. Chargers minus eight and a half over under 46 and a half. Then Monday night Raiders at Lions. Lions minus seven and a half over under 44 and a half. Lock of the millennia is Lions. Yeah, but also there's another one on this board that is my lock, but I'm going to go through the ones that I like real quick. Okay. The under in 
the no, sorry, the over in the Browns versus Seattle game at forty. I mean, Seattle is the exact same as the Colts. Like they're just going to find some tip in touchdowns against a very good Browns defense. Sure, and that they the Browns and the Colts had seventy points this week. So I like the over in that game. The under in the Minnesota versus Green Bay game. It's just going to be a suck off. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> it's really going to be like who sucks more, Jordan Love or Kirk Cousins, and no it's Justin Jefferson. So many punts, like so many. It's insane. <laughs> and then, um, like you said, I'm riding with you on Detroit minus nine. Uh, they're coming off a, an awful loss. The Raiders, I mean, I can't tell you how bad of a football team they looked like on Sunday. And I'm not taking away from the Bears. If it was any other team that played against them, is it Brian Hoyer? Is it Aiden O'Connell? Does it matter? No. Mm-hmm. And then my lock is just the Bears. I mean... I know I do this to myself. Bears, so, no, 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 no. What are you? No, yeah, Bears I'm, plus the points. And okay. the reason I'm saying that is because of Brandon Staley. Yeah, He's going to find a way to fuck this up. And if he has a job, I'm surprised that he still does. Yeah, very true. I don't know if I'm going to take that or ride with you. Yeah, it's it's a debilitating thing that goes on in my brain. It's, yeah, that stinks. It's just monkeys. <laughs> 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 um, I got to stay away from the bills for a while. A um, couple lines that jump out as not making sense is the... Um, why are the Chiefs only favored seven and a half against the Broncos? Right. Add that to my card. I forgot about that. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Well, they, they Which way do you want to go? I'm taking the Chiefs. Oh. Minus 15. And it's because they toyed <laughs> with them two weeks ago when they mm-hmm. played against them. Then they got right this week against the Chargers. I'm like, okay, we're all business. And then they're going to all business the Broncos, who are also... There's so many bad teams that were supposed to be good. Yeah. Uh, Broncos money line. Um <laughs> yes yes um this texans panthers game (laughs) is a ridiculous game i can't wait (laughs) texans shockingly three and three yeah panthers oh and six yeah texans are minus three i think the panthers get their first this week that is a sketchy ass line it should be six or seven yeah anybody who plays the panthers i think i I don't want my Magnus Opus to be with a team that hasn't won a game yet. A team we need to lose. Yeah, that we drastically need to lose. Might be Panthers all the way. Dude. Adam Thielen, nine-plus touchdowns. If you do make it your Magnus Opus, you have to promise me one thing. Mm-hmm. You got to give me a little here, kitty kitty. <laughs> um, and then I love Dolphins minus 10 against the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, no Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely gross. Um, Falcons, Titans, I see this going over 36 and a half. That's a ridiculously low number. Both defenses are fine. Falcons have held teams under a lot, but maybe the Falcons figure it out, and also the Titans just need to score points. Dude, that... Are you done? Sorry. Yeah, I'm done. That... Dolphins Patriots game is the reason why nothing makes any sense because if the Dolphins come out and kill them it's like okay the Patriots are back to sucking like we thought they did but they just beat the Bills and then the Dolphins (laughs) lose and we don't know if they're good against the Eagles last night and then they beat the fucking Patriots by 50 yeah Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's so much fun. It's the best. <laughs> Tim, where you're where are you lying this week? Um 
I don't even know. I yeah, place neither do we. This is why I'm 0-7 in fantasy, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you get to have fun with it because absolutely no one will tail your picks. Yeah. Except um, for me and Brady. Yeah, and I'm going to take them all on a parlay <laughs> for $4,000. <laughs> and if I miss, you'll never see me again. You'll never see me again. No pressure. Um, don't think. Just fire. I... Let's go uh, take Bengals money line just just to just to be an agent <laughs> of chaos <laughs> against the Niners. That Are the Niners about to lose three in a row? Want to take it so bad? <laughs> and like I tweeted the other day, I was like, my algorithm says this, and then I put a picture under it, and it's just a video. I I get the uh, mystery wheel, and then I just put the two teams in there, and uh-huh. that's that's literally my sole focus. It was like you just thought of that right now, and I'm so confident, and you just. <laughs> randomly picking a game. That's my problem. I'm so confident in the Bengals money line next week. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. Oh, fuck. You explained that so perfectly for my little gambling pea brain. Oh, my God. It's Bengals minus. It's alt spreading the Bengals. The spread should be favoring them. It should be 49ers plus five and a half. I'm taking Bengals by a touchdown. That's exactly what's going to happen. We're both going to all spread it to minus six and a half. They're going to win by one. Yep. And he's going to be like, I told you guys, Bengals money line. And we're going to be like, oh, yeah, well, we f- we we got greedy again. <laughs> I got so much confidence. It's perfect. I'm buying a Bengals jersey. <laughs> I'm Who day? Tim on the back. Amazing. Because <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not going to pronounce your name right to the guy making the jersey. So it's just going to be first name, like Yao Ming. <laughs> um, all right, Tim, thank you for joining along with us this whole episode. It was a blast and a half. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was super fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one more time, your November 8th show. Where can people find you? And also shout out your social medias. Yeah, November 8th show at uh, the Mars Satellite Brewing thing next to Margie's Candies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. That's November 8th at 8 p.m. Um, and then, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Tim underscore Cerniglia or Cernilia. It spells the same way. Um, TikTok is uh, at Tim, your cousin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's it. You can see me around town at a bunch of places if you follow me on Instagram. So. Beautiful. All right, Tim. Thank you so much, brother. Brady, bring us out, huh? Thank you very much for joining us, Tim. You're an absolute pleasure to have. Let's go Bears and let's go Bulls. Make sure to stay hydrated this weekend. And Bengals. (laughs) When it gets chillier out, you don't want as much water, but you still need it, okay? Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Feels so good. All right. Peace, love, and happiness here from us next time, y'all. Ride with me, get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones, do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I so fly, don't you think so too? Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody loves. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sip great goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music and hang loose, homie. Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go right out la di da di do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good
this for a long time. Can't think with the wrong mind. Can't drift to the wrong tide. Can't sink if it's all dry. Land, one day you gotta learn to fly. Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot. Shorty thick like a car bomb. Oh Lord, won't quit till it's all mine. On God, I've been steady trying to get in my way. That's the only way that I get down. Ever since I focused on my mindset. Good, good, get it.